Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For thousands of years, human beings have wondered about entering the afterlife. Do we climb a golden staircase or walk towards a light? Is it a vast, expansive paradise or just an endless, meaningless void? Turns out it's none of those things. It's just me, waiting with my clipboard, ready to collect three questions for God. This is God Only Knows, a podcast that kills its guests before they even get to say a word only to meet them as they step out of the eternal elevator and submit their three questions to God, whoever or whatever he, she or it may be to them. Joining me straight out of the eternal elevator is Matt Hutchinson. Hello, Matt. Hello, how are you doing? Now, before you can submit your questions, we always fill out a profile, so I need a few details from you if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Your full name. My full name is Matthew Keir Hutchinson. Uh, And uh, your occupation? My occupation. Um, so the thing that pays my bills yeah. is I am a doctor, and the thing that pays for my trainers is I'm a comedian. Mm. And any notable achievements in doctoring or comedian? Uh, in doctoring, uh, not killed anyone that I know of. So that's my achievement well in done. medicine. You know, still yeah. still employed gainfully in the well, NHS. It'll be a few weeks before this goes out, so we'll let me know. I'll keep, yes, we'll keep an update. Exactly. You no, know, I'll get rolling thing. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Published some papers, I guess. That's, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, What's your specialism? So rheumatology, which obviously usually begs more questions. So it's basically... I was nodding along nodding, wisely, yeah. like I knew what that was. But yes, please, um, please, so for those that don't know. <laughs> inflammatory disease generally, quite a lot of inflammatory arthritis okay. types of lots of autoimmune disease. So what do you have? Do you have the phone voice or do you have doctor voice? Is there a doctor, Matt, compared to So there's a doctor voice, Matt? although I think the problem is I've definitely got posher as I've worked. Oh, so now really? my doctor voice has infected everything else that I do now. Oh, no. See, that's a problem. That's like when I go back to Northern Ireland and they give me a kicking because I sound like I'm from Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, cause, I mean, I, so I grew up around here anyway, in South okay. East London where we are, but also I grew up at the peak of Danny Dyer's popularity. Uh, so okay. even people who weren't, you know, Cockney or whatever, mm. uh, really hammed it up mm. when I was at school. Mm. So I definitely probably had more of a... More, more of an accent yeah. back then. So you're sort of retreating back to your kind of South London poshness, but also working in an environment where it probably helps. Yeah. Well, no, yes. As in, so more I've uh, lost any of the uh, the fake mockney that I might have developed oh, at shame. secondary school, which I'd is like probably to a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
you're not missing much. It's probably not. It's also probably not what you want. Uh, what most people would want in a doctor, mm-hmm. kind of. Oh, like, he's ah. Not at the same time. That plus <laughs> that plus the hair would probably tip people over. Yeah, they can probably accept one or the other. Yeah. It's either you know short back and sides. And yeah. A, and a you know yeah. a notable accent yeah. or hello but I have dreadlocks. Well, listen, we um we have to kill you. It's uh, in your profession. You said you hadn't killed anyone yet. I could, I get to do it every week. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I need you to, if you can, to spin the wheel. Spin the wheel of death for me, please. Okay, so here we go. So it's all spinning. You'll see some things I hear. I imagine you've triggered on here. This is doing here. terrible things to my anxiety. Uh, it's, it's bad, isn't it? It's yeah. really kind of it's an, it's it is anxiety inducing. This one, yeah, and it's beautiful as well, right? I mean, that's the thing. It spins. It's colourful. It's, um, but what you got was you got crushed by a mm. brass band on Ben Nevis. Okay, I mean, it seems semi plausible. I mean, I feel like I would have been walking under duress. Okay. In terms of going up Ben Nevis. Okay, you're not a you're not not, a... not very outdoorsy okay. unless forced. Okay, so you've been forced up. Uh, you've been forced up Ben Nevis, and the brass band. We're not sure what they're doing. Obviously, a performance of some sort. Exactly. I mean, just announcing there. the fact that I have been coerced up there. You know, oh, it's quite really? a special occasion. They're like, we never thought it would happen. Oh, I like what you've done with this. So actually, the brass band are only there because you've done it. Oh, of course. I've got a very sort of delusional level of self-importance. I'm with you, though, because I think if someone could get me to climb a mountain, I would probably want the London Symphony Orchestra there. Yeah, kind exactly. Kind of play something new, <laughs> some John Williams yeah. as I come over Just the doing peak. the chariots of fire, I think. Yeah, like, it's perfect, <laughs> just to take that last bit in. So <laughs> the brass band have been booked to do it, but then it's all gone horribly wrong because they've crushed you under underfoot or tuba. Crushed by my own hubris, I think, is probably yes. quite apt because I'm secretly quite a narcissist. So. Yeah, so what's happened is eventually... It's just caught up with you. You've essentially gone under your own kind of weight of expectation and brilliance. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I couldn't hope for anything better. What would they have been playing? Was it was it Chariots of Fire what you would have wanted? Um, Chariots of Fire or, you know, despite my lack of musical talent, something I have penned myself. Oh, because really? Because like I say, you know, <laughs> this is, you know... <laughs> My lack of musical talent is only matched by my self-belief. You know, yeah, could, uh, so you've composed to... something for a brass band, a group I imagine you know little about. Oh, no, nothing. Nothing, of, yeah. true. Uh, but they, you forced them to play this. Yeah. Maybe it was their anger. Yeah, Maybe exactly it was the, the anger. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I might have gone for Climb Every Mountain from Sound of Music. Yeah. You see, that could have got you there. But no, I like this. You've, you've, penned, <laughs> you've penned a brass band piece. It can't be that difficult. I think, you know... <laughs> I await the tweets. Just, Just a yeah. reminder, that's Matt Hutchinson. Yeah. For all my friends out there, Matt Hutchinson says it can't be that difficult. Knock up a symphony. Yeah, <laughs> Just cut, you know. yeah, put that in. Get them to play it at the top of Ben Nevis. And then at the end of it all, they've carried all those instruments. You get to the top and they just crush you out of sheer disgust. Yep. I love it. Okay, let's get on to your first question. What is it? Uh, so my first question, uh, it's probably quite apt given what we've just been discussing, is why do we hear music? Oh, interesting. So what, when you say why do we hear music, what do you mean by that? Um, so I guess um, it depends what position you take. Uh, but, you know, obviously if we're not, depending on one's view on there being a higher power, if one is an atheist and mm. believes in more just evolutionary terms, why do we hear a linear range of frequencies as a repeating sequence of musical notes? Why does... C at one, you know, point mm. in the scale, then suddenly sound the same as C, a certain frequency higher. Mm. And then why do we then hear chords? Why do you then, you know, and progressing from that, why does that then make you feel emotional? Like it's quite unusual. Yeah. Yeah. So from a, so I guess because we're talking about this from a scientific point of view mm-hmm. in a way, in terms of where that comes from, you said right at the start, depending on your view of the kind of higher power, where do you sit on that? When we, when we bring these three questions to God, mm-hmm. who is this God that you're imagining? Who is this God that you're imagining? It's a good question because obviously 
in the point of at the point of you know meeting this god mm. then that probably knocks most atheism out the window you go oh turns out i was wrong mm. good well, blame me um and i think probably most people's or my viewpoint of god is often any kind of parental type figure that you've had early okay. on so i think you know when you're a child when you're yeah, a baby yeah. when you're learning what the world is your yeah. parents are essentially quite godlike yes because you know, essentially to all intents and purposes they have made the universe yeah. around you um so i guess it'd be some kind of amalgamation of all parental type figures you've had uh throughout your life i guess interesting now you've used the word atheist a couple of times is that how you define yourself is that where you sit on the kind of spiritual spectrum in practical terms so i think if one was being truly rational or logic about it the only logical standpoint to take is probably being agnostic because you know you could always fall back to the argument that well you know a god could still make a godless seeming world Mm. so you can't ever fully discount that but in terms of how you practically or how i practically live my life Mm. it would be close to atheism in terms of the Mm. stuff i engage with but i think that fluctuates depending on you know how i'm feeling and at what stage i'm at in my life oh tell me about that i think i can't really explain sort of very succinctly but there are certain things where i think particularly how you engage with morality Mm. somehow you do feel like you're being watched in terms of making moral decisions. Mm. So in terms of one's, you know, why do I not steal, for example, mm. I think at least in part, it's still stemming back to maybe the stronger belief you may have had as a child mm. that there was something monitoring what you're mm. doing. Interesting. It goes back to that parental thing mm. as well, in terms of that sense of, um, cause that comes with both a nurturing and a caring, but also a boundary setting and disciplining, mm. I guess. So I guess that probably falls back to that. You uh, obviously work in those environments, particularly in the hospital where you're surrounded by all sorts of situations, life, mm. death, all of those things. Uh, does, does that shift any of your viewpoint or are you able to separate those things? Um, I think it probably does remind you of things like mortality mm. very frequently. So it's very difficult to, mm. so, you know, I do, cause obviously I do comedy about what I engage in day to day. And sort of one of the things I talk about is it's quite difficult to, for example, if you're trying to do things like CBT yourself away from being afraid of death, we yeah. go, it might not happen. It's like, well, it happened to that guy. Yeah. You know? So, you know, you are confronted with that, I think quite frequently. Yeah. So uh, when we come to the music then, so we've arrived mm-hmm. in heaven, yep. the brass band brought you here. Uh, is it a brass band entering into heaven or are you going for the more traditional choir metaphor? What's this heaven look like? Um, it's probably some, it's a good question actually. Maybe something a bit more updated, a bit more modern. Okay. Uh, maybe something with some synths. Okay. Oh, we're going down. Okay. So it's kind of more of an, a kind of electro it's, bed. Yeah, so, yeah something yeah, electronic. Something, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, nice. I like that. Um, so with the music and the sciencey stuff, we were talking about the fact that there's these, essentially what we're talking about are frequencies. So, mm. and whether that then, how that then transports into something else. Mm-hmm. What does music... What role does music play in your life? Um, I think it sort of can quite, you know, I find you can have quite a high vision of how, um, how would I put it? You can be quite, you think you're not malleable and not influenced by external forces. But then as soon as a song either that has particular emotional significance comes on, it can completely change my mood. Mm. Um, And even as well in terms of things like getting energized for things. So if you want to, you know, be more, I guess g'd up to do something yeah just listening to a piece of quite aggressive music yeah i find really does completely change how i'm feeling and how i act and behave uh, so i'm quite susceptible i think to external forces in that respect like music but you said something fascinating which was um you were saying that you 
no matter how unmalleable you think you are, mm-hmm. that there are certain things that can kind of just oh, completely take you out. Yeah, well, it's the same as I was thinking. So it was quite sunny on Monday this mm. week. And my mood was instantly better. Mm. And just thinking, going, that's nice. But then I also think, that's a bit depressing, isn't yeah. it? Like, you know, I think I'm this super complicated, deep, emotional thing. It's like, I oh, know a bit of sunshine turns yeah. out I'm absolutely fine. You know? But I'm, it's the same as like music. It's yeah. like, I guess, I guess, like you were saying, you know, you can be kind of, you know, I'm a stoic, nothing will get me. I'm around, I'm in the hospital, I'm around by life and mm-hmm. death every day. And then, you know, a bit of Westlife comes on and you're... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, again, as well, I don't ever tell anyone this, I mean, this is a podcast. No, but, I'll never say. Um, like, you know, I'll be watching something really, really cheesy, mm. like The Greatest Dancer mm. on TV. And just like, it'll be like some one, this, as soon as a minor bit of sob oh, story, it's like, yeah. I remember one time I stubbed my toe at yeah. dance practice and yeah. I'm just half crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? Because I, I guess one of the things that humans like, we all want to believe that we're completely in control. Mm-hmm. And for you... Because I guess one of the things that that sets people in the medical profession apart is that certain amount of separation from that. So mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't be a doctor, not mm-hmm. because I couldn't have learned the science or done the exams. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my brain has a capacity. Yeah, of course, it's yeah, it's just a but volume. I couldn't than... do it because I can't do that. I find it really hard to do that separation thing. And I guess often, particularly with with doctors, there is that sense that they are able to do that. Are you aware of that separation? Is that something you think I about? I think it's an acquired skill. Okay. Um, so I think certainly it's something you learn early on. And I think bizarrely, I'm getting worse at it slightly. Um, oh, as you get older. As you get older, yeah. So I oh, think because you start drawing far more parallels to your own life yeah. as you get older as a doctor. Because when you're in your early 20s, particularly when you first start, yeah. it's still a bit more abstract in terms of things like your parents being the age of the people that you treat. Yeah. Whereas now really if my, my parents are both completely healthy yeah but if you look at the age of my parents compared to the age of people who are suddenly at work in the bracket of elderly patients yes. who it wouldn't be unusual for them to be seriously ill or yeah. even die yeah so as i've gotten older i find it far more impacting and then i guess as people then go on to have their own children exactly then has yeah. a, the opposite yeah exactly impact, you, you but... become a nervous wreck that's yeah. why I'm, that, that's why i'm leaving to do comedy <laughs> I, I can see i can see the at the end point and it's just like right I've got to get out of here. Quick, don't buy a dog and become a vet. It's like, but it is that, isn't it? It's that kind of sense of, so that detachment becomes harder. But I guess that is the thing that for many people in in the medical profession in particular, that sense of separateness, particularly maybe in the early days Mm. when everyone's a bit younger and a bit more making their way. That is the, that is often the the rumor, isn't it? Is that there Mm -hmm. is this kind of separation, this necessary separation. Yeah, and there certainly is. Yeah. And so then when you, that's your day to day. But then you go home and you stick the TV on and the song comes on or you're yeah, in the car yeah. and that's a that must be a Yeah, strange... it's probably like a valve type thing, I'd imagine. It's probably sort of some transferring yeah. from you know, true stressful situations where you're not necessarily allowed to be completely emotional. And like you do sometimes get emotionally attached to yeah. patients who you might see for a prolonged period of time, yeah. for example. So, you know, you're not ever completely able to Yeah. And for you, I guess, did you always see the funny in what you were doing? Because you were a doctor for a, a while before yeah, for you, quite a you while. tried out comedy. Um, I guess so. But I think, to be honest, if you look at most of my comedy, like I do mention that I'm a doctor, hmm. but I wouldn't say it's the majority of what I do is stand-up, yeah. uh, is yeah. medicine. Because the thing about medicine and comedy is that a lot of the stuff that is truly funny has been done quite a lot you mm. know because most of it's sort of the toilet humor that mm. can come with comedy mm. so come with their medicine um you know people have done mm. most of that well and then you have how many like nine series of scrubs yeah exactly like, yeah. and so all of that's kind of been done so then yeah. 
the other end of the spectrum would be stuff that would be kind of quite inappropriate because mm. you do have, it is a line to walk mm. and if you want to really continue doing medicine you can't really joke about the things to the point where patients are going to think well i can't take this guy yeah. seriously is he going to take me seriously yeah. um so the short answer is i don't find a lot of medicine that funny mm. um i mean some of the personal interactions you may end up with people yes um, so i do have a couple of jokes about that and a lot of the going back to not being what people expect as a yeah. doctor so a lot of yeah. the race-based stuff can be funny within yeah. medicine but i think i probably look for it more now yeah yeah that's true one then yeah. tends to impact definitely yeah. yeah once you're a comedian desperate for material we're going i've got 25 minutes left of this show to write and uh, suddenly you know what's the deal with gloves yeah. <laughs> suddenly yeah. becomes a possibility why are the curtains blue yeah, yeah. exactly Ooh. Ooh. yeah no it's a that's a yeah you're right though it's a line to walk isn't it because actually what you do in that day job no one wants a clown no exactly no one wants to be treated by someone who you're thinking is this going to be part of the set is this going to be yeah exactly and yeah so if assuming one gets you know assuming you get to the point you hope to in comedy Mm. so you get some level of notoriety Mm. you don't want like you say your patients don't want to be sort of second guessing you going is this going to end up on yeah yeah mock the week yeah exactly (laughs) um so for you you asked the question to god then so why music like why here what what would an answer be that you think it could be or you'd want to hear well i mean i can once we're giving the idea that there is a sentient god it makes perfect Mm. sense you know having this you know extra means of communicating with each other Mm. to you know people who may not be able to engage with their emotions Mm. in a you know strictly straightforward Mm. sense having this tool that you can use to unlock your emotions Mm. is obviously incredibly useful Mm. as demonstrated by its ubiquity in films and everything so you know I think so. I, it compl- I completely understand it. Once you grant God this uh, more sentient, you know, characteristic, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more from a scientific level. I find it fascinating, and uh, you know, yeah. So I, I, I guess going back to the things almost that you know challenge my atheism, mm. I do think music is actually probably one of those things. Really? So one of the things that sort of you know the le- you know the things that music does to people mm. and the complete strangeness of mm. it as a, a thing if one is being truly coldly scientific about yeah. it, therefore... Because it is outside of that, I guess. It does yeah, exist on a different... Yeah, it doesn't... I've never heard a good scientific explanation as to how we process, you know, these vibrations in that way yeah. than why it has such a profound effect on people. Like, I'm sure someone could easily come in and challenge this afterwards and say, no, this is why... Yeah, but, they can uh, Google it. No, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of the things that do challenge my atheism, I think music is certainly one of them. That's fascinating. Like, that's a fascinating thought that, because you, again, you know, you're a smart man. You've done a lot of learning and studying and understanding. That's a really interesting thought that it's that unexplainable, mysterious thing is the thing that makes you ask the other yeah. question rather than you, you're not going to reason yourself somewhere. No. In that sense. It's it just seems else. like luxury. It's extravagance. Yeah, exactly. And that then, I guess, is why it maybe points to something other. Because if it's just about what we need and what we have... Mm-hmm. It's completely unnecessary. Yeah. Having said that, uh, rock stars do get laid. So there is yeah, there obviously is an evolutionary there drive an evol- there. Yeah, there so, you know, that yeah, yeah. Being good at something will always be, yeah, no, you're right. You've done it. You don't need to Google it, guys. No, it's exactly, guys. I've, I've, <laughs> I've completely undercut my entire point. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, on to your second question, which is? Uh, my second question is, uh, who, objectively speaking, has the most delicious food? Oh, okay. So God has obviously tried it all. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, he's a gourmand. Yeah, he's got it all going on and you, you want to know who's got the best. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a bit about food. So you are a mixed race. Yeah. So uh, my dad's from Jamaica. Uh, although is you know, I say he's from Jamaica, but I think depending on how familiar people are with the Caribbean, you can actually still have quite a British traditional upbringing in some senses, obviously yeah. given the vestiges of yeah. the empire, etc. despite being in Jamaica. Yeah. So when you know at various times he went to quite british schools okay. in jamaica yeah. etc and it was taught you know very proper english basically just think jeffrey from the fresh prince is a really good way of jeffrey from the fresh prince okay. slash trevor mcdonald okay and that's is, your dad yeah that okay. is the oh, way so my dad speaks him now. Yeah, like, yeah, my dad is as soon as anyone meets my father he's more popular than i am that is a universal yeah. feature of my life. i think a lot of us feel that way a lot of yeah, us yeah, of course, yeah, yeah 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 it's um so your your dad moves over here so he comes from a, that kind of jamaican yeah. background and then your mum is so my mum is half Scottish, half English. Okay. Uh, grew up in Southampton. So then they met at university. Yeah. Tell me about that. Tell me how they met. So it doesn't exist anymore. I think it's called Queen Elizabeth College, which was absorbed into King's. Ah, okay. Uh, so it was just, I think it was in Kensington. So yeah, it used yeah. to be quite a small uh, college that did quite a lot of focused on things like biochemistry. And is that um, what they were studying? Yeah, they? so they're both ah. biochemists. Uh, oh, wow. So very close, basically, so that, you know, in terms of their background, they're both biochemists, both yeah. did PhD in biochemistry. Uh, my dad went on to be a research academic in biochemistry, but basically said to me, I mean, if you want to do roughly what I do, but not be broke, do medicine instead. It's a great advice for life. Yeah, and, and, so and, is, and yeah. to be fair, that has definitely played out. Yeah, no, completely. that's good. I like that. That's good advice. Yeah. So what was food like in your house growing up? Um, so pretty broad. So my dad uh, can actually cook pretty decent, you know, Caribbean food. Can he? can definitely have a go at it. Um, Having said that, it's still because my my I think my dad fully embraced kind of I guess what he saw as a sort of British middle class kind of aspirational type thing. Mm. So he's very sort of francophile mm. that kind of thing, you mm. know, trying and like got into wine that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, so I think growing up, we did eat 
you know, a decent amount of Caribbean mm. food, but equally food from just, I guess, all over the world yeah. or whatever the closest approximation they could to yeah, cooking yeah, it or yeah. if we went out to eat, yeah. uh, you know, going to all the places you can. So yeah. I think I did grow up associating food with, you know, things that are exciting and, you know, something to be enjoyed, certainly. Yeah, because I guess th- there's such a strong link between food and culture mm. in terms of what we eat and where we come from and, and how mm-hmm. we eat as well, I guess, because yeah, it's completely. very different you know a kind of a a kind of even like a a, my my mum and dad do this they laugh about this but i grew up in northern ireland and in northern ireland if someone comes to your house for a cup of tea they get a cup of tea and four plates to eat all the food you've prepared off and that's not necessarily the same as in the southeast of england no certainly not you get a cup of tea um so i guess there's there's interesting things if you think about like food in in terms of culture stuff around uh, i've got nigerian friends and food Mm. plays a huge part in family and social gatherings so it has such it has such a cultural connection Mm. Like one of my favorite, so talk about other things, but as my favorite TV show of all time probably is Anthony Bourdain, Parts mm. Unknown. And I think, in lieu of actually traveling to some of those places, mm. you know, it's billed as a, you know, he's a food person mm. theoretically, yeah, but actually yeah, when yeah. you realize each show is literally about the country that he's yeah. going to, yeah. it's so much more about the people yeah. just told through going and sitting down with people. And he always yeah. had this sort of motto of if you want to go- learn about a place, just go and sit down and either eat or drink with mm. the people. Uh, who are in that place and you'll find out so much more than if you try and interview someone just cold yes. in the place. Like go out and actually eat and drink with yeah. the people in the place that you want to visit. So what's your signature dish if you were making me dinner, which I assume you are, but oh, if you course. were making I mean, me of dinner. Of course, you know, it's just on the, um, so I mean, I guess the best thing I cook, I mean, it's all those things that, you know, you know when you're not a brilliant, brilliant sort of chef, mm. often it's just the ingredients that you have. Yeah. That can be, so, you know, I can make a good lobster thermidor uh with so the thing i do every christmas is make lobster thermidor yeah and then with the claw meat make a bisque on the side uh, i mean you put you put that out there like that was going to be a spag ball you know you started with well the thing i mean you know it's all about and then you went a lobster thermidor and a bisque unless well, if i'm trying to impress someone obviously which i am today yes so that's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what we're yeah. gonna be okay uh, that's what later yeah. made a beef wellington at uh new year's this year really made puff pastry for the first time that was uh you know, I'm, you know, I've got to fill my days. So you do. So you like food. food I know. I love. Gonna, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, sh- I'll show you the kitchen afterwards. So there's, mm. so there's basically this house is midway through being done up. Mm. Uh, the only room we just spent all of our money on was the kitchen. Really? Because it's, it's, it's the most relaxing thing. Like, I think cooking, to be honest, is the only hobby thing that I do that is just a hobby. So it's my only true, pure relaxation. Yeah. Because everything else I do that's a hobby. It's kind of semi work that I could turn into or you a sort wanted of to job. Go somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Whereas food is the only. I, I I love cooking, so I do. I mean, my girlfriend who is in the other room may dispute this, uh, but um, I do. Hear, if we hear her in a second, yeah, we'll she'll be like, yeah. "That's a lot." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'd say I probably do eighty percent of the cooking. I would yeah, say. Yeah, that's about what I do. I, yeah. I would say I cook more in our house, um, um, but I, only because I enjoy it. So yeah, it's not I like it, so it's not if it, you know if I felt it was a chore, I wouldn't. Yeah. You know, soldier on in that respect. It's yeah. just because I truly. If even if it's I'm enjoyable, yeah, it's what I yeah. want to do. So, what's the best meal you've ever eaten? So, usually, if I want to eat somewhere extravagant, I make sure my parents are taking me. Um, Obviously, yeah, yeah. You reach so, for the wallet, but no, it's never coming out of yeah. your pocket. So, yeah, it yeah. was in Edinburgh. It was uh, Tom Kitchen's restaurant. Oh, the yeah. tasting menu oh, there yeah. was insane. Yeah, you, know, you just like because yeah. you go to certain, uh, you know, certain places and you go, oh, it's fine, it's nice. Yeah, I've yeah, had a good meal. Yeah. Whereas after that, I felt like I was on drugs. Yes. Like, you know, I just felt it came out of it just like sort of just like I'd been sort of, you know, part of that was probably the wine. But having yeah. said that, I just came out of it just with this sort of weird, warm glow. I was just like, this is so nice. So I went to Japan as well mm. with um, 
so it's part of so when you're a medical student you do what's called an elective mm. so you go and basically pretend to try and save the world and have a holiday yeah. in the classic sort of gap year <laughs> useless western yeah. privileged child thing that people do you know go and build half a well yeah, and then yeah. it has to be rebuilt by local builders <laughs> yeah. just go what are you people doing this is you, you've, 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 you've damaged us yeah, thanks, thanks for coming, thanks yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, feel, you feel good about it and you um, wrote a song yeah so we um went to samoa um, mm. But we sort of went, so we did it as a round the world trip. So we went to California, Samoa, then on the way back went to Japan, oh, wow. just on just fun, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and again, that has ruined food for me. It's yeah, ruined me sushi and everything else. Mm-hmm. Because, and they have this thing in um, Japan, which I think needs to take off from the UK. Like if I had, if I was a, a wealthy investor that just wanted to slush mm. money around. So the Japanese thing of izakaya hasn't really i mean there are a few places that seem Mm. to do it in the uk but it's this kind of drinking and food hybrid Mm. culture where it's kind of you know almost the beer is as important as this sort of super salty food that you're getting like yakitori skewers and stuff like that yeah to go with it and you just some of the stuff we had with that was so delicious i mean probably supplemented by the beer so that's you know that's what i'd miss and would love to have more of so in terms of like global cuisine if you were to pick a cuisine is japanese it is that your one i, or, I can't, or? I, can't I don't know i can't oh like, really I think it's uh, i i i think i'd have a, a meltdown if you were to force me to so you're asking one. god to answer a question you won't answer yeah i mean i'm it's almost like a trick version for god when it's like oh, you know they just said present a table to me with everything you know perfectly <laughs> blended like you no know, because obviously you no know, fusion gets a bad name but yeah. if i could have like a sort of the, the perfect kind of buffet where you get you know maybe some jerk chicken oh, as a main yeah. but then equally you've started with some sashimi but the sashimi might have been sort of slightly flavored with something from elsewhere you yeah. know and the other day i so in terms of self-parody and where you know like because i i, I very susceptible to buying into any kind of hipster gentrification of anything okay um and i was in a wine bar the other day and we got some food and they were serving battered quail like so breaded qua- so it was like a fried chicken but it was yeah. quail obviously four times the price yeah, of if you just yeah, went yeah. to your local chicken shop yeah. i mean i was enjoying it at the time but you can just see the world <laughs> laughing at you just like going you are a parody I just always sense my grandfather's just turning slowly. Oh, of course. In terms of going, what are you doing, you idiot? Is yeah, that, what, yeah what I get. exactly. Yeah. You push God to push that favourite. Is there anything he could say that you'd be like, no way, never that? What's your least favourite? What could be the least godly food? Oh, the least godly food? I I really like quite a lot. Of, I, I'm so licorice. Is Ooh. pretty much the only thing I don't particularly that's like. That's of the devil, is it? That's from the yeah, of exactly. Hell. Aniseed and licorice. If he <laughs> if, if he goes, you know, anything aniseedy, licorice, like you know, if it's a side of um, what's it called? Is it like perno? Oh, yeah, particularly yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. if there's any if perno is anywhere near this. Okay, you're like you're right. You want to go to the other exactly, place? Exactly. I mean, I'm, you know, how holy are you? You know, it's just <laughs> this is it's just is this a trick? If God's into licorice, he's not God. Exactly. That's how you know. That's how you will know. <laughs> that's the test. Yeah, that's exactly. The test, if you get to these kind of whatever these gates or this elevator looks like and God's standing there eating this sort of a, a box of licorice, well, whoever that God is, he, yeah. she or it may be, if there's licorice, you're in the wrong place. Just suddenly a puff of smoke appears yeah. and you just see like the, the hooves. <laughs> You've got one more question. What's it going to be? Um, oh, yeah. So um, my last question is, um, it's, a, it's quite a, 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 the more deep bigger one is why did you make it so difficult and complicated to be good mm. there's so many oh there's so many words in that yeah, yeah. That, that, that's usually a criticism of most of my <laughs> comedy it's like, just, it really needs an editor so good 
Yeah. What does that mean? What is objectively but, I good? I mean, even anything, really. So there's, you know, the moral good. Mm. So trying to do the right thing if such a thing exists. Mm. So some people don't even have the compulsion to do that and are just out and out bad. Mm. But even if you are trying to be good, every kind of action you take seems to be beset with so many pitfalls. Mm. You know, even just things like, oh, you try and go vegan and eat avocados instead. Well, apparently avocados are killing the world now. Mm. They're as bad as mm. meat, that kind mm. of thing. Or almond milk. Mm. It's terrible. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's just everything is fraught with something awful. It's like, oh, diamonds look nice. Mm. Conflict diamonds, you can't mm. wear them. Like, it's just there's so many. Every every good action you try and make, someone can always turn up and say, uh, actually, I think if anything, you've made things worse. You know, charity. Yeah. Like, oh, you've given money to charity. Turns out it's all ended up in the hands of terrible warlords instead. Well, you said about your elective year. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. It's that, that kind of, of thing. That yeah, yeah. sense of wanting to go and make a difference. And yeah. actually now we look around and a lot of major charities are saying those type of trips yeah. are, are, if not neutral, they're, they have a net yeah. loss effect. Go build a well and poison a village yeah, is, you know, yeah, essentially almost the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but but the heart behind that, no one goes into that wanting to do the wrong thing. No. And obviously some people go into those things for slightly, you know, Instagrammy reasons. Yeah, they yeah, want to go yeah, and hold yeah, a kid yeah. and have that Instagram type yeah. thing. But even if you are trying to do it for the right reasons, you can so easily end up doing harm. I guess the question is, do you feel like if it was easier, more people would be good? Um, I think, or their intention to be good would be rewarded, I guess. But I think, yes, okay. I'm sure. Yeah, I do think so. Because I think lots of people do eventually throw up their hands and go, oh, what's the point? Mm. You know, there's no easy way of doing this. Mm. So therefore people are like, well, I might as well just do mm. none of the good things mm. because, mm. you know, this is a... Yeah, and that's hard because I guess when people think about the the kind of the other, a god, a deity, that sense of goodness is often inherent. Yeah. There's a sense by which god is good whoever that god is mm-hmm. and they want you to be good yeah exactly so they they hand you a type of morality yeah but even going beyond that as well it's also always feels like everything that there's kind of short-term reward for has some massive negative consequence as well so it's like oh sweets they are delicious <laughs> i love cake oh diabetes excellent brilliant yeah. you know i mean i'm definitely going to get diabetes eventually once i you are, know, you, a, are you a sweet oh I, yeah my first word was cake no um, i mean in preparation for this podcast record i assumed you would want pastry so i bought several pastries and i'm being good because i've just been for a swim. exactly yeah, yeah i'm being uh, but it's, it's, it's fine because i will eat those yeah. pastries i mean that this is this is a win for me because i've looked like a gracious host yeah, but I i've also acquired well. several pastries yeah, no, so this well. is, that's win-win i guess the counter to that is of course there is moderation. Mm. Like, there is choice. Like, you don't have to eat 10 pastries. No, of course you don't. But my compulsion is to. <laughs> Why did he give me the urge? Yeah, that's that curse. Free will's a curse, right? It's that yeah. thing of like, yeah, because actually, we don't have to go ballistic. No. But it feels like, in many ways, there is always this other side. But isn't that the yeah. same with everything? It is. But then again, but you know, but you can't eat too many carrots. Well, you can. You get sort of carrot poison, carotene mm. poisoning. Mm. But do you know what I mean? Like, you know, no one's overdosing on vegetables yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, why was it that the stuff that is just yeah. fine, <laughs> you can eat as much of it as you want. Yeah. But magically, the stuff that yeah. is super enjoyable and fun, <laughs> you've got to have moderation for. You know, alcohol even is the same as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I get really bad hangovers now. And... You know, it definitely tempers. You know, why can't you drink as much alcohol as you want? Like this, is super fun. And not just immediately get over it. Yeah. yeah. Like what? It's, it seems to be this weird inbuilt sort of tendency towards having to have moderation towards fun things that, again, is outside of what can be easily explained. Like, why are all these fun things 
bad feeling. So why do you think it is? I have no idea. Because I guess there is something. You're. I mean, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But actually, we know now that the, the meat, the the, the yeah. sugars, the the, yeah. the fat content, all those things. There is this other. There's so a, there's a payment for you. You have to pay yeah. for that enjoyment. Like why does it's like there's an enjoyment cost. Yeah. Or there is a. I guess it's about inf- infinite gratification. Mm. But yeah, but why is that? Why why are why we are susceptible we, yeah. to? you know the negative things that come with gratification like why why are drugs bad for you like we are we, we expect that because it's what we're conditioned because it's what it's what we, we, what we know, know what we experience yeah, yeah. But there's no particular reason why heroin should be bad for you there's a there's a kind of a there's a point at which the kind of the fragility of being human meets the kind of the the um the ecstasy i mean that in the kind of not the the, mm. the, the ecstasy of of that kind of of hedonism or enjoyment or all of that 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 feels like there's something inbuilt yeah exactly so again it's one of these really stray dangerously close to believing in some kind of inbuilt morality to you know things which obviously again undercuts my own world view but you know it's mm. it's it's, un- it's it's difficult to explain it's really interesting because i i'm always fascinated why people ask what they ask mm. and and all three of your questions seem to be points at which you lose the ability to explain something mm. Like the music one, the food one, and now this one. Yeah. And is that then what a kind of an uh, a deity, an otherness, a god? Is that is that a plane at which that those things can? Is that where they exist? Yeah, I think so. But it's also, I think, most of the things I would pose to, you know, a deity would be things I can't explain mm. because stuff that I feel that you could explain just through rational, you know, well, that makes perfect sense. Mm. I wouldn't be particularly interested in asking God because. Because you, I, I, yeah, you don't want. Because I feel like something. I feel like the, yeah. you know, the people on Earth have already you've answered already that for that me. Yeah. Yes, you've already got so the answer to that one. Given the opportunity, I'd like to, you know, have these last few things tied up for me. So you you ask God the question, and you say, "Look, why not just make everything good come with no cost?" Mm. Is there an answer that could be given, or? Well, I think I can understand it once there is a sentient God. Mm. You know, once you're getting this kind of received morality mm. from a higher being, mm. and if they want to have, I mean. The whole of the, the one of the other questions I would ask for God is why did you make it such a bizarre test? This whole thing to try and get into heaven, you know, it's like sort of like a sort of X Factor style sort of game. Is it just for his entertainment, etc., or her, their entertainment? I keep obviously making God a man in my mind. Well, which... I think I think that's really it's really interesting because so many people do. I do it all mm-hmm. the time. We have it's a really hard thing to get out of the habit. Yeah, of it's just learned, his, yeah. yeah. Um, but so when you aren't speaking to them, um, you just think, well, obviously within the framework of mm. the game to get into heaven, mm. it makes perfect sense. Mm. You know, having this payoff mm. if, because of the game of trying to get into heaven. Mm. Um, but outside of that, mm. it doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, I would be intrigued. There's one more thing before you go. Okay. Is there anything you think God would ask you? Why did you sleep so much? You know? <laughs> Because I love sleeping, and he's like, you know, could, could you not have got more done? You yeah, know, it's the Saturday morning hours. lions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so cause people like, so, you know, I do quite a few different things that you, mm. people would think I'm quite active, yeah. but in between, I'm a sloth. <laughs> like, just like peaks of activity, 
and then absolute troughs <laughs> where it's like, oh, you, you know, people holding mirrors under my nose to see yeah. if I'm still breathing. Yeah, it's just nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Just like a slug. <laughs> so you think you'd have a few questions about the sleep time? Yeah, exactly. Well, what about my motivation? It's generally how sedentary I am in yeah. between the few different yeah. activities well, that I do. Well, depending on which, you know, kind of uh, version of God we're looking at. You know, it turns out they did like a rest from time to time. Yeah, so you might yeah, be all right. Yeah, he had Sunday, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Matt, thank you so much no for problem. being this on the podcast. Um, uh, good news, you saved yourself. Excellent. I mean, it was the only way it could end, I guess. You know, you'd written the symphony, you'd booked exactly. the band, you'd climbed the mountain. There was only one way out. I'd be very yeah. disappointed if, like, the you know second cornet had suddenly turned out to be a better doctor. No, exactly. I, was... I'd, I'd, I'd have died of shame. <laughs> again, have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd have gone straight back. It's all right. The third euphonium player is also a paramedic, so they'd have got. I mean, yeah. it would just have been a cycle. Exactly. They would have gone all been constantly just saying, "What." Well, <laughs> I'm pleased this is going to be a fantastic Edinburgh show when I come back and describe it you know <laughs> well that is it for this episode Matt thank you so much it has been genuinely fascinating to talk to you and a real pleasure to have you I on know, the show I know great I've really enjoyed it Thanks well thank much. you I'll be back next time to kill off another guest and find out what they want to know on God Only Knows God Only Knows is a dot, dot, dot production hosted by Matt White. The music is by Auburn Jam and the producer is Joel Porter. Thanks for listening. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.